the third adventure of siegfried the dragon slayer by anonymous this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by phil schempf of the emperor otnit and wolf dietrich and how siegfried asked permission to go out into the world in the evening they all returned singing to Königsberg, where they sat down to table in the large hall they ranged themselves around the fire one cut himself arrows another sharpened his sword or polished his shield or set his hunting gear in order meantime much was said both mirthful and grave of battles and hunting of feasts and festivals siegfried alone sat silent by the fire playing with the burning brands and looked thoughtfully on the flames as if dreaming the evening was far advanced when one of the party took down a horn from the wall and began to blow on it whilst an aged minstrel sang a song of the emperor otnit which began thus no longer may i tarry the emperor otnit said for i must fight the dragon in yonder forest shade in vain around him clinging fast hung his anxious wife he leaves her in her sorrow and hastens to the strife he rode about the forest he rode the vale along the weary way beguiling with many an ancient song in hollows and in caverns he strove the foe to find his shouts of bold defiance were lost upon the wind at length he sees a meadow through which a streamlet flows a bird sang there so sweetly inviting to repose the air was all enchanted the earth was fairy ground the very winds breathed music and magic dwelt around upon a bed of roses the hero lays him low nor thinks that near him lieth his fierce and deadly foe in vain his hound is barking his steed neighs loud and deep alas their faithful warning but soothes him in his sleep he dreams that he has conquered that the mighty dragon's dead the monster howls beside him and wakes him from his bed in vain he grasped his weapon the dragon o'er him stood alas that pleasant meadow is dyed with otnit's blood when the minstrel had finished siegfried said in truth tis a mournful lay and it makes me sad to think that so bold a hero should perish so miserably in his sleep sing us a more cheerful song and tell us if no one came who avenged the noble emperor on the poisonous serpent the song it is true is melancholy but you youths and sons of heroes may learn from it a useful lesson not to allow yourselves to be allured by soft voices or lie carelessly down to slumber on roses when you are going to meet the foe yes indeed the emperor otnit was avenged and this is the subject of a more cheerful song which i will sing for you as my parting song to-night accordingly he began again say who was beset and bravest amid the battle's rage and who was held most famous in the old heroic age the knight most bold and famous wolf dietrich he is named he slew full many a dragon full many a lion tamed twas early in the morning the hero waking cried awake away to battle this moment i must ride twas thus he cried at waking and sprang at once to horse 
fierce giants and fell dragons destroying in his course he rode a long day's journey the woods and meadows through and came to burns fair city beside the lake so blue he gazed upon the castle where once in joyous mood the emperor's guests were feasted and drank the red grape's blood and hasting to the portal the brave knight blew his horn and asked the silent watchman in anger and in scorn now speak and say this moment thou watchman on the wall why oughtn't dogs are howling why keeps his steed the stall why are your halls so silent your banner darkly furled has then brave Otnit perished the wonder of the world responding from the turret the sorrowing watchman said respect our grief and leave us we mourn alas the dead twas on a fatal morning lord Otnit left these walls for this his hounds are howling and silent are his halls and tell me old man truly before i may depart where dwells his lovely widow and weeps her bitter smart erewhile a hundred maidens her truth and beauty sang a hundred heroes sabres their glad accordance rang a voice came from those turrets so soft so sad so deep sir knight depart in pity and leave me here to weep my grief is past my telling i weep both night and day for this is sorrow's dwelling and now sir knight away he only will i welcome i ever ever said who on the poisonous serpent revenges Otnit dead and since none dare avenge him i still withheld my hand for this the base oppressor hath taken my golden land so ride away sir stranger for all my joys have flown from early morn till even i sit and weep alone i ride not home sweet lady tis not for gold or land i come to seek your castle with my trusty sword in hand but giants fierce and dragons i dare to mortal strife the sufferer and the mourner i guard with limb and life where pain and sorrow languish beneath oppression's might where death appears in anguish upon the field of fight there is my scene of labor tis there i haste with speed tis there i wield my sabre tis there i urge my steed oh ride along sir stranger your hand is all too weak nor on the field of danger presume your fate to seek thus spoke the weeping lady a veil concealed her face while down her cheeks of beauty her tears each other chase that moment came a falcon and seized upon her dove and bore his prey so gentle to the blue sky far above his spear the hero grasping he hurled it swift on high it reached the falcon flying and pierced him in the sky the dove returned uninjured and sought his mistress fair the hawk fell in the waters and sank and perished there she gave him from her finger a ring a ring of gold he said o oh, gentle lady be kind as i am bold he spoke she closed the casement he saw her parting form then swiftly turned his courser and hurried like the storm on either hand beside him a dog now swiftly bounds they follow him and gladly for they are otnit's hounds and hasting on his sally he rides in joyous mood 
and finds at length the valley where dwells the dragon brood and hark o'er all the valley what sights and sounds of ire what mean those fearful roarings those flames of deadly fire a lion fights the dragon and hence those horrors came the lion breathes the roaring the dragon breathes the flame the lion bounds to greet him with teeth so sharp so white the dragon crawls to meet him with fangs of deadlier might tis well my trusty lion the hero dietrich cried i'll help thee in the conflict and battle by thy side the hero braves the monster and hurls his spear with speed but gainst the scaly armor tis broken like a reed again he braves the monster and wields his sword in ire but it melts before his breathing like lead before the fire again the lion sallies in fury to the strife again wolf dietrich rallies and seeks the dragon's life they wrestle and they struggle yet seem to strive in vain for neither yields the contest though their blood has dyed the plain the dragon with his talons has seized the hero's shield the lion springs upon him the dragon seems to yield and now the dragon seizes the lion in its tail against its deadly pressure nor strength nor skill prevail and weaker yet and weaker the brave wolf dietrich grows till the dragon breathed but o'er him and no more the hero rose the monster bore the lion wrapped in his scaly fold and in his jaws of fury he bore the knight so bold but ah his limbs were weary and as he reached his nest he fell for very weakness and sank at once to rest then creeping to the lion came first the dragon's brood they broke his bones asunder and then they sucked his blood they swallowed first the lion and finishing their meal they next attacked the hero and licked his coat of mail but though they licked him over and moistened leg and arm they cannot pierce his armor the knight lies free from harm and wearied thus and angered they seize him in their sport they throw him to each other with many a wound and hurt they throw him each to other amid their cruel play till sleep hath seized each brother and all in slumber lay so long the stars above him their nightly watching kept so long mid his tormentors the patient hero slept but when the sun arising shot forth his earliest beam the hero then awoke him as from some fearful dream he rose at once on waking and sought his sword and spear but dragons dire and corses alone were lying near but searching all around him what charm might aid afford he saw not far before him a light and gleaming sword the sword was once lord odnitz he had borne it to the strife that sword alone is fated to take the dragon's life he waved it high and swung it so bravely and so true that ere the monster wakened his head from shoulders flew he then assailed the young ones he first cut off their head and next their tongue of venom and then exulting said now i return in triumph and ask the lady's hand for otnit sleeps with honour and free is all the land 
when the song was ended it was near midnight the aged man laid himself down to rest and the others followed his example siegfried alone remained beside the fire he sat silent and motionless watching fixedly like a man lurking in ambush for his foe on a sudden he snatched up a firebrand waved it on high and struck at the flames violently as if he would slay a dragon whilst the sparks flew about far and wide in the ancient hall the youth sat thus a while in deep thought when his eyes fell on the wall where the deeds of his ancestors the kings and heroes of old were to be seen skilfully worked in tapestry by noble dames how they fought with giants and dragons above the pictures hung their victorious swords and the weapons with which they had conquered and the tongues and teeth of the monsters they had slain siegfried however felt as if he dared not venture to look up at the ancient and venerable heroes as he sat so idly there at home and performed no deed worthy of remembrance as he raised his eyes it appeared as if the faded pictures became reanimated and were looking down upon him with reproach and scorn and he seemed to hear a voice saying ay sit there like a girl by the fire siegfried and warm thee all the days of thy life that is thy place but not abroad in the field where brave men wield the sword then the youth grew angry his eyes shone bright and clear he started up seized the firebrand and was about to hurl it against the figures that seemed to mock at him but letting fall his arm he exclaimed had ye be living men and spoken to me thus scornfully it would have availed you little old greybeards that ye were my ancestors i would have shown you that i can fight like a man but what a fool am i to be quarrelling with old pictures on a wall i will go forth into the world this very hour and try the fate of battle and win glory like my fathers those kings and heroes he went and took his best sword and girdled it on his side the large ancient shield which hung over the pictures he fastened about his neck slung over his shoulders a rich crossbow and a horn the one which wolf dietrich had borne of old and then threw over him the skin of a bear which he himself overcome with his single arm without sword or weapon thus armed he entered the apartment where his father and mother slept and stood before their couch they asked him what he was doing so early and if he wished to go forth to the chase i truly i do wish to go to the chase but the game i seek is the fame of a hero and the glory of the fight and therefore i am come to ask you your leave and blessing for i can bear no longer to sit here idle day after day like a sick falcon that with broken wing dares not venture from its nest and i long to go forth into the world to add to the glory of my race as thou father and our forefathers the heroes and kings from time immemorial have done in the days of your youth his father listened with joy to the words of the brave youth yet not all unmixed with a saddened feeling but the mother fell to weeping bitterly for her loved son at the thought of the perils that his courage urged him to seek nay thou art yet too young said his father stay here a while with us until thou art stronger then i will find companions to go with thee on thy heroic course no that may not be answered siegfried it would be death to me to tarry longer here 
wherever i look all seem to mock my idle repose night and day i have no rest and a secret impulse drives me from my home the thought is forever present to my mind and when the minstrels of future times shall sing of my ancestors and of thee and extol your deeds they will think of me too and scornfully exclaim king siegmund had indeed a son strong and tall as his father but his name is lost in the darkness of night for he accomplished no deeds that might have adorned it he thought only of chasing the stags and timid deer in the forest but he never ventured into the field of manly fight this is my constant thought and it cuts me to the soul more than could the keenest edge of an enemy's sword rather than waste my life thus ingloriously and die like a young oak which cannot stretch itself out in the open air let me go forth perchance i may return a joyous victor or find at least a glorious death when siegfried's sire perceived his firm resolution he no longer withheld his consent but gave him his hand in testimony of his approbation saying go then my son and show thyself worthy of thy fathers the hero kings be prudent in counsel and quick in action strong be thy arm and gentle thy mind like the good sword which is sharp and bending guard thyself against arrogance in prosperity for that is the father of ruin and be ashamed of cowardice in ill fortune for such is the mother of dishonour and destruction avoid the discourse and friendship of the artful and unworthy for even the smell of poisonous flowers is deadly trust not my son the false smile of the wicked for it is like the green bog in the sunshine maintain thyself honourably in combat be true to thy word firm in friendship and spotless in life for life soon passes away and when death meets thee and robs thee of sword and shield helmet and spear thy deeds will follow after thee and for them thou wilt receive honour or shame reward or punishment from the almighty father and may he accompany thee on thy way siegfried kissed his father's hand gratefully and with reverence for his wholesome instruction and advice and promised to bear faithfully in his mind and heart all that he had said as his best treasure his parents then embraced and kissed him once more and with hurried steps he left their presence and hastened out of the hall to the green wood over which the morning sun was rising in soft beaming splendour end of the third adventure